impression again we get all with what you put into it's like a walk of life if you're good enough go out and get it no more about it Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? And just about kept in. Oh, well done, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run, that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody. Hello, and you're very welcome to the final treaty talk of 2023. Tom Clancy and Matt O'Callaghan here to see you over the line, as it were, in 2023. Matt, uh, the year will be remembered predominantly for one thing, that's Limerick securing four in a row. Uh, I suppose we still pinch ourselves around uh, Shannon's side that uh, we are having such success, but... You know, we're definitely not getting sick of it anyway, I think it's fair to say. No, no. Um, <clears throat> it's something that you'd never get sick of. Yeah. Um, because I happened to be, I was at the 1973 final and I, I, I can't sort of get my head around that it's 50 years ago. But um, for 45 years of that 50, we have suffered. And by God, Tom, was it suffering. You yeah. can be sure it was absolute agony. You know, so close. I remember what 1980, um, 94, 96, 2007, you know. Um, but really, really, um, in our wildest dreams, we couldn't have imagined that we would see the, the great odyssey that we have at the moment five all islands in six years. But I, you know, I spoke last week about, um, uh, about the book, um, uh, written by um, James Dundon, Liam O'Brien, and and Niall Deegan, and seventy three, they 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 keeping the dream alive, and and in many ways the lead into seventy three, um, there are parallels with the lead into this run of success, because you 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 had in the sixties you had Limerick contesting a couple of minor finals, losing the minor final sixty three, I suppose. Um, in the highest uh, highest ever uh, scoring minor final, losing to Wexford, and um, then losing the minor final in '65, and um, then you 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 the whole raft of success for Limerick CBS, including in All Ireland in 1966. So, like uh, the building blocks were coming into place. Now, if if you see if you if you move fast forward by 50 years or the most of 50 years. And you see, you see the the building blocks coming into place again. Back to my minor championships in 2013, 2014, and months of which we'd never done before. Contested a couple of minor finals. Um, you you had you, you had the emergence of art school reach, and you also had the um, emergence of of the Fitzgibbon Cup becoming a much more um, important competition. In, in 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 the GA calendar, and they probably all fed into the success that is now has manifest as five All Ireland senior titles in a row. 
So um, no I'm doubt that highlight is the year. That, that, that can be only one highlight. You know, um, no matter how you go about it and being as objective as you possibly can. When the final whistle went in this year's All-Ireland final to have completed four in a row, like it was just simply a phenomenal moment. And it was a moment uh, that when you reflect and and um, look back in it and see what is achieved to win four All-Irelands in, in a row is fantastic. And, um, you know... Um, like we're all, only the third county to do it. Cork done it in the early forties, and they probably did it at a time of the war, and did it um, at, at a time when there was less games to be played. Uh, in the the monster the monster championship at the time was a straight knockout. Then you had the Kilkenny four in a row, um, where I you know it predated the round robin in the um, in the provincial series. Um, but you know, you would have to say like that Limerick completed competed and completed the four in a row in, in the most you know challenging of circumstances to come through the round robin and monster. And you know, any any people narrative going around that the round robin suited Limerick more than anybody else is a fallacy because um we we had um we we had Limerick um was it two years during the COVID? We had a straight knockout. Yeah. And Limerick still won it. So, um, look, it, it, it is it, it is simply a phenomenal achievement. And I suppose what makes the achievement all the more sweeter, Tom, is the fact that we beat, beat Kilkenny in consecutive years. And... Um, Beaten by nine points in in the final, and it, like in twenty twenty three, Limerick beat Kilkenny convincingly and comprehensively in both of the major finals, the All Ireland Senior Hurling Final and the National Hurling League Final. Yeah. So no doubt at all, Tom, what the the, the moment of the year has to be, uh, clinching four in a row. Yeah. And just to, to pick up your points there, and uh, you mentioned Limerick going the back door, or not the back door, the, the, the old-fashioned way, I should say, in 2020 and in 2021 when the, the championship was more condensed. The thing I like about this Limerick four in a row is that they have done it in winter, they've done it in summer, they've done it in, in the spring, effectively. Any which way you want, they've done it. They've beaten everyone. There's been no case where someone has taken out, you know, a Clare or a Kilkenny or whoever the... You know the leading lights. They have, they've beaten them. They've knocked them out. They've knocked Galway out uh, three times in semi-finals. They've beaten Kilkenny twice in finals. They've beaten the Cork in the final. Waterford. They've beaten Waterford in Munster finals. It's not like you know someone did the heavy lifting for them. And I didn't that. And I think the most admirable part about this Limerick team has been their consistency despite losing players. They've lost Keen Lynch uh, for periods. They've lost Sean Finn. Uh, they've lost Peter Casey. They've lost Richie English as a as a backup. I, I'm running out of I just there's another four or five names. Declan Hannon. Declan Hannon. The, the Hannan biggest name like, of all, of course, is Declan Hannon, you know. Yeah. And there's more, there's more besides now. Every team gets injuries. It's not like you know, Kilkenny had no injuries this year or Clare didn't have injuries. But Limerick have shown that the injuries 
are maybe not irrelevant is the wrong word, but there's they can get over them. They can they can get on with it. It, it literally is next man up. John Kiley says it. Other counties say it, but can they back it up? They say, oh well, we'll replace him with the next man. Limerick have, Limerick can, and Limerick will probably do it again. There'll probably be someone who will get injured in the springtime next year, and you know, they'll still be as strong without them. It's just. You know, that's what I like about them. And, and this year in particular, Matt, the kitchen sink, I think, was thrown at Limerick in every game. With Davy Fitz and Waterford jumping up and down in, in Turles from first minute to last. Limerick down a man for a lot of the game. Win the game. Clare coming, winning the Gaelic rounds. No panic. We'll get it back. Limerick up to Turles, secure, secure a draw. Come back, beat Cork in a, in a you know, rip-roaring game in the Gaelic rounds. Get over the line by a point. Get to a Munster final. Claire think they have it. They think they have us. And again, Limerick find the answers. And even in the first half against Galway, Limerick have had to re- reassemble their team. Limerick under a bit of pressure. Steamroll Galway. You know, game over well before the finish. Ten minutes to go. Galway people are heading for the cars. And the same with the All-Ireland final. Kenny looking strong. Yes. Limerick, you know, with five or six minutes to go, everyone knows that Limerick have won. You know, it's just... That was the run of, of games in a very brief synopsis, but I think they've managed to do it everywhere. That's what I like most about them. There has been no, it hasn't been one player that has carried them for four years. There's been no player has been remarkably outstanding for four years. There has been dips for players, but other players then have come up. I think that's that's what I love about this team. It's brilliant. Yeah, so, I agree. I agree totally. You know, hail, rain or snow, you know, um, Knockout or round robin, they've done it in in all in in all circumstances. So, you know, absolutely. You, you know, I heard Don Low Cusick and um, describing him as a genera- generational set of players, and by God, aren't they? You know, they they are absolutely fantastic. But you must remember, um, we cannot discount for one minute the the influence of John Kylie and Paul Kinnerkin on 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 the whole proceeding. The the way. Not only have they, has John assembled a team, you know, to go on the pitch, but he has sim- assembled a team behind him. Um, and just as the players on the pitch all know their duty, as John Kiley describes, they all know the process. It's the same behind the scenes. So it's a very, very well-oiled machine, you, you know, um, that doesn't appear to be letting up anytime soon. And... Um, what, what, what is there? And if you hear the players uh, talking, you know, they're, they're still not satisfied because they grew up on a diet of Limerick not having won in All-Ireland for 40, 45 years and hard look stories. And by God, you know, do they want to remedy it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think we grew up, Matt, I grew up on a diet of Limerick barely able to win a game, you know, between, was it 90... Was it 98 and 2007 or something like that? Or maybe slightly after the year. Sorry, 2001 and 2007, Limerick didn't win a game in Munster. And now we're after winning five in a row of championships. I mean, come on, like, <laughs> someone wake me up here, like, you know, yeah, crazy stuff. Matt, if we look down through the, the other Limerick uh, hurling teams, the under-20s, you know, probably flattered to deceive. It was disappointing. They went... They went uh, you know, drew drew with Clare, I think, the first day out. And then I think when they went to Perlis, uh they'd beaten Waterford, sorry, the first day out. They drew with Clare. Yeah, beat Waterford, drew with Clare. Things were looking okay, but suddenly then 
wheels kind of came off by Bob and Turles. I think they only scored was the two or three points in the first half. You yeah. know, there's great talent in that team. Very frustrating even in Turles. I think I was sitting beside you first. And then and then against Cork, then a very strong Cork team got the better of them. Only late now, it must be said, in the Gaelic Crowns. And look. That that maybe... was the real down one of my real downers in the year, you know. Um, but of course, you know, the 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 uh, the all Ireland win camouflages everything, but that was hugely disappointing that evening in Turles. <coughs> I just had to pinch myself um, during the first half at what was unfolding in front of us when Tipperary were running right and um, where, where we just didn't turn up. But we saw Limerick in the second half and they pulled it back one goal and 15 points to 16 points, you know, and we're unlucky that they didn't get something out of it. But like whatever happened in that first half was just simply incredible. And it probably defined their season, it, you know, in, in that they didn't make the cut. And um, uh, had they had they got even a draw there, they, they, they probably would have made the semi-final and you, you just don't know where, where, where it would have gone from there. But um, overall, it, it, was, it was disappointing just to get one win. And it started off... It started off so well. When you travel to Waterford and you win, you know, win away from home, and then you drew with Clare. But the circumstances in which they drew with Clare, like going down in, into injury time, they were a goal up, and they didn't concede a goal. They conceded three points. Yeah, that was the point I was going to make, yeah. Somehow you know, win so, um, the goal. Um, something, I, 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 I don't know, it was a disappointing year. For um, for 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 the lads and in 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 that regard, but um, you know, all we have to hope for is in twenty twenty four that you know that that, that, we, that we will see better. You know, I, I I suppose to be unfair just to go away from that under twenty hurling, um, uh, monster championship without mentioning the contribution of Patrick Donovan, Patrick Donovan, who was simply yeah. phenomenal throughout all the games. You know. Like give an exhibition and scoring in all the games. So, um, but um, I, I don't like singling out players, but in the circumstances, but it, disappointing, very very disappointing. Yeah, and hopefully twenty twenty four with you know new players, with new management involved, we might see and a little pep, pep in the step for Limerick at under twenty, and again the round robin could could suit that team to to build up to. Hopefully, uh, indeed, a tilt at a monster title. Um, just looking down down the ages, uh, Matthew under seventeens were beaten by Clare in Ennis. That was their their there was the yeah, they were knocked out. Clare obviously went on to win the uh, the provincial and and an All Ireland title. Beyond that, mixed campaign. Look, it's under seventeens. We we can't get away from that fact. These guys are going to have good days and bad days. There was some, you know, I think their their away performances in the group um, away to Waterford in. Absolutely crazy conditions. You should never. You wouldn't put your dog out in it, as they say. Uh, to get a win down there was was a great tonic at the start, and then beyond that, then uh, 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 was a win against uh, Tipperary and Turles in a humdinger of a game. You know there was some some good green shoots here, and a lot of these guys are still el- that were playing were, are still eligible again for for twenty twenty four. So you know it's not entirely about winning. We love to see these teams winning, but developing players and getting them out in the green shirt, that's that's probably paramount here as well. Yeah, no, no. I, uh, they beat Waterford in what was monsoon, as you're right. Um, but it was Claire they beat in the second round. Claire, yeah, yeah. Who subsequently went on to win the All-Ireland. 
and then, probably went with them a bit, yeah. They lost to Tipperary and they lost to Cork. But that, it was enough to qualify for the semi-final. And they had to play Clare and Ennis, you know. And I suppose Clare showed that evening, you know, the potential to be Munster and all Ireland mm-hmm. champions, which 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 they proved to be because they beat Cork in the Munster final. And like they seemed to beat the team of all the talents. Galway were a hugely talented team. But the way they came through Leinster and um, um, Clare beat him in the All-Ireland final. So, um, yeah, look, there's certainly good prospects in the minor team. And there are a number of um, there are a number of um, those players available the coming year. We've picked up an All-Ireland under 16 in the meantime. So, therefore, the prospects there would be looking good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll correct you there, Mass, because they actually won three games in the group and had to go into a semi-final. It was, I'm just looking at it here, three, uh, Cork, Clare and Limerick all won three games. So Limerick had to go into the oh, semi-final. Sorry, that's right. You're sorry. Yeah. My apologies, yeah, they, they got a, a last-gas win against Tipperary, but that'll show you the margins, right? So they were only... Yeah. What were they? They were they were okay. Thirteen points and the scoring difference behind Cork, and they were only four behind Clare. After you know everyone had played their four group games, a finely balanced group. Like, but yes, Clare are heroes, and and you know it all looks good. Now they went and did the business beyond that. But you know even that game in Ennis, uh, I can't remember match where again we're probably beside each other for that. As far as I remember, Clare scored something like two two either side of the half time they scored maybe one 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 in stoppage time in the first half and one one or one two in the first two minutes of the second half. Absolutely that, yeah. That was something like two three without reply, I think two two, two three without reply. The margin was only three or four in the finish. Now it's obviously never as linear and as straightforward as that, but there was that was the winning and the losing again for Limerick. They were they left themselves with too much to do in the second half. But you know they had they, they had the, the fight back there. I think they were just trying to find the score here. They got that back to six points. Yeah, I think they were maybe 10 or 11 down at one stage. They got it back to six. Um, 221 to 215, they were beaten by. And obviously, Clare went on to beat Cork and then Galway to win the title. So, look, fine, fine margins, really, in a lot of ways. But uh, we shall look, we shall see how they fare out in 2024. It's always an intriguing grade. It's the, the first time you see somebody's names um, in the Limerick jersey, and it definitely won't be the last we see some of them and I suppose it's just a case then of watching them over a course of three and four years to see how they develop physically, how their skills develop and um, I suppose can they can they progress in the Limerick jersey. So we'll see how Shane Dowling, who's the new manager. Um, I mentioned Shane, uh, Shane Dowling, congratulations to him on becoming a father of um, himself yeah. and Paula, uh, father of baby Tom. Yes, yeah, good name if I do say so myself. So Ta- Tommy Dowling, I think, was the the way they're going with that one. So Shane will be a busy man next year. There's no doubt about it. With uh, a youngster, uh, a young baby now, and obviously Limerick minor manager in 2024. Uh, Matt, we'll flip to the club scene now. Uh, Napierstig winning what we probably described a few weeks ago as not a classic county final, but you know they did what they had to do. But it's this championship for me. Maybe you know you remember the winners, but in fairness, the rise of Munger is impressive. Um, we lost Gary Spillane out of the senior rank, but Drummond are back. So, you know, a lot, a lot to digest there. Um, I, I think maybe looking at the champions anyway, the Pierce were probably deserving winners of this of this championship. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, when I look at the championships of 2023, with four finals on the one weekend, if you recall, Tom, we had the Jonah Ray final, which ended in Mungret winning on, on penalty shootout. You had um, Drummond and Glacka and Blacklock in the Premier Intermediate final, won by David Breen at the very death. Very last yes. puck of the game. We had uh, um, and Gary and Croke Kilfinney contesting an absolutely fantastic intermediate final. Croke um, um, Kilfinney, very unlucky at the at the very death. Full back went up, had a powerful drive, and it just went skimmed over Dennis O'Connell's crossbar, which leaves one final. I think the least exciting and uh, Possibly uh, the least exciting final of the four was the senior final. Yeah. Which which should have been our showcase final. But I think it was the culmination of a year, I would have to say, Tom, where the, the senior championship never really caught fire. It never really ignited. It, it, it threatened to do so. Um, it threatened to do so, uh, and the, the the real night that it threatened to do so was over in Capamore, when Kilmallock and Patrick Swell met in round three, or round four. And you're saying to yourself, you know, um, championship is on; it's up and running now. But it fell flat again. Now we we had we had, we had the excitement in 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 the county semi-finals, like. Given the circumstances, you had Dune who had a phenomenal year, you know, and you'll say, you'll probably say, you know, what did they win? They won the league. And, um, you know, what did they do in the championship? And I, I'm not defining Dune's year um, by the performance that they put up in the semi final, where they took the Piercing to um, extra time and a penalty shootout. I'm defining Dune by the year. Um, in which they regrouped, they had lost their entire backline from last year. The entire six were out, mainly through injury. Dean Coleman, who captained them to win the league, was gone abroad. But they, they still survived. They suffered a very, very heavy defeat in the first round to Kilmallock. Yeah, 19 and points. You, you say to yourself, you know, what, what does the future hold for Dune? We didn't have long to wait. Um, they, they beat Patrick Swell in the second round um, and and um, a Patrick Swell side that had beaten the Piercic in the first round. The third round they lost um, heavily to the Piercic and bounced back again in round four. So, like, and then got to the semi-final. So, I, you know, to me, it's hats off to them, you know, for what they did in the circumstances in which they did like there can be no argument. Like you, Richie Ryan out with cruciate, as Richie English with cruciate, Mike O'Brien with cruciate. Like you, Josh, Josh Ryan out. You know, Gareth Thompson, and um, Patrick Cummins. You know, absolutely huge players. And and uh, um, there the the six players that lined out in the semi final the previous year were not available this year. So it was a complete new rebuilding. And I suppose they provided a very exciting semi-final. Now, the other semi-final, 
كل مالك وينتين توتس فيفورتس يو نو اند يو نو دي كات بلون اوت اوف ذا واتر باي باتريكس ويل ان ذات سيمي فاينل اند يو 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 سيت تو يور سيلف جاد وي كونت هاف ا كراكينج فاينل هير ناو بوت ريلي ات ديدنت هابن فور باتريكس ويل ان ذا فاينل نبيرشيك there can be no arguments i think nepirshik really played with themselves and won the county final and you know you move on then and you look at the monster championship and um, uh, the defeat by ballygunner for the second year in a row like it was a very very disappointing performance by nepirshik in the monster championship three scorers over the hour when have we seen that from nepirshik a goal and two points over the hour from play from nepirshik when have we seen that you know and they nearly snatched it at the death when Adrian Breen got a goal and Dahi Dempsey had a shot that went through a forest but but Stephen O'Keefe being the great goalkeeper he has spotted and saved it had that gone in there was only going to be one winner the Pierce could have salvaged it after a disappointing performance so overall what i would say is that i thought the senior championship tom was a disappointment you know apart from that kilmallock patrick's well game you know i cannot think of any 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 you know real big big moment that that you would look back on now yeah. the, the the other championships the premier intermediate championship never fails to give tom never fails to give and oh, it did it again this year yeah what a final you know yeah. and what semi finals like yeah. you 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 had you had brof you had brof and effen going into the semi finals as favorites like it was an all south limerick affair in the last four but you know and um, uh, the odds were up scuttled when when first of all black rock beat beat uh, effen and brof and then when when we moved on to kilmallock we drummond and clacky beaten brof for the second time this year you know and then yeah. drummond and clacky going on and, and and winning the final intermediate championship with an excellent final um between as i said already between granabell and gary and 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 uh, and um croke and finney and and the junior final eventually decided on penalties yeah very good yeah that's the the, the hurling scene across the the four calls we mustn't forget more lean as well junior b winners uh in the yes. hurling match. yeah we flip to football and looking at the intercounties um, before you go for monlean we wish yeah. monlean the very best of luck in 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 the first of all the monster clubs championship in canada early in the new year and let's yeah. hope they'll progress on to the all ireland series like uh, like brof did last year yeah and who knows they may they may go all the way but uh that'll certainly shorten the winter for uh for them and obviously the guys involved in 21s as well as is kept it hurling year round as well which is i'm sure augurs well for them into the future mass flipping to football uh looking at the intercounty scene uh, Ray Dempsey came in, won their first game under his charge against Waterford, but it was very much downhill from there. Limerick really, really struggles to get anything going under Ray Dempsey. I was up Derry in the first game. I think they only scored four points. Um, Division two proved way too difficult. Ray Dempsey left after they got their first positive result to draw with Mead instead Marcus Gerald, but they couldn't beat the drop. Down they went and very if you just look at the league now before we mention the championship in a second but it was a it was a it was a tough you know winter and, and spring for for limerick football it's fair to say 
it was it was and we always we always knew um that you know it it, it was going to be tough because you had made you had made the transition um very very quickly from division 4 to division 2 i would argue you know that you probably made it too soon you might have done with the next year in division 3 but it is what it is you know and um i suppose there was early signs um that things mightn't be what you would be hoping they would be um as you said we got that win against waterford in the mcgrath cup but then we got a very heavy trimming from cork in the mcgrath cup final and um I, I i also think and i'm not offering this as an excuse but it's it's the randomness of of the scheduling and what have you you know if you were looking for a baptism of fire a trip to Derry in the first round and Dublin at home in the second round was surely it. Yeah, you know, two, um, two as a team coming up like, yeah. and coming up so quickly from Division 4, you needed to ease into the group, you know, hopefully that you might meet a county that you, you could get a couple of points maybe on the board in your first two games if you picked up just two points at least, you know, to put you in, in on the road to consolidation. But like you lose to Derry in the circumstances in which we lost, and then you lose to Dublin, and um, you know it was an uphill battle after that. Two games, four points down, and then as you said, we got the point against Meath at the Gaelic grounds, and then we had the departure of Ray Dempsey. Um, changing in midstream, Tom, you know, unless it is absolutely necessary, um, is isn't good for anything. Um, Mark Fitzgerald came in. He, he he did the best he could, you know. Um, and we got a good run in 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 the um, Charlton Cup um, uh, with wins over Longford and Carlow, and that was until we lost Wicklow in a dead rubber game, which sounded the alarm bells again. Then then we had the draw where we had Leash at home, you know, and um, it created. An infinite number of chances, but couldn't score. <coughs> Leash went on and were beaten by Down in the quarterfinal. They were more than beaten, yeah. Or was it the semi final? And they, they were hit yeah. for six goals. Semi final. Limerick yeah, could yeah. easily have hit him for six goals. Yeah. Limerick missed chance after chance after chance. chance and then chance yeah. after chance. So, it, you know. It all adds up to a very, very disappointing season. You know, disappointment, you know, in the championship, disappointment in the league championship and and uh, in, in the Tarleton Cup. Because, like, after two rounds of the Tarleton Cup, after wins over Longford and Carlo, a very convincing win over Carlo, who had gone to Ockram and beaten Wicklow, which is a very, very difficult thing to do. And Limerick had uh, the group one match after those two games, so it was kind of... It was a dead rubber game against Wicklow. But build yourself up properly for the, the leash game then is what you're looking absolutely, at. Absolutely, absolutely. Really but happen. it didn't happen, you know, and, um, uh, I, you know, I think it's... Um, it should be marked as red. Mm, yeah, very disappointing end of the year, but... I think Limerick now have a taste of the Talton Cup and maybe hopefully they'll have learned what 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 it will take next year to come out of a group stage of a competition and then into knockouts and 
hopefully they'll have their day in Croke Park uh, in the championship football, which has been proved to be uh, few and far between down the years. Uh, Matt, looking down the grades, the under-20s, um, but they're going to get a new format for the year ahead. Uh, they were only guaranteed one game the season just gone, and that was something that they did, ended up getting two. They beat Waterford, but in fairness to Evie Fitzgerald, who was the Waterford senior and 20s manager, he bemoaned the the lack of games for 20s. And look, it's I know we're looking back on the year, but it's good that in 2024, the format will suit Limerick better. They'll get more games. They were heavily beaten by Cork. I don't think Cork even put the foot fully on the gas. Limerick were, were no match for them. But I suppose the positive, obviously, was that win, um, which had come, I think, uh, was in this, uh, was it Easter? The Easter Monday weekend, uh, the out in Ballier Grand against, against Waterford. That was the game that Limerick targeted, I'm sure, a long way out. They won that and their season ended in against Cork. But uh, 20s, they're building, they're trying to build a panel over a few years. It's not uh, not a case of get 30 guys in and, and have it for a year. They're, they're trying to build this one over to a two or three year cycle. Yeah, I would I, I would say that because we, we, we went to Cork, you and I were together, I think, that night, Tom. And yeah. and um it was it was um uh, it was a, a very youthful Limerick side. And um um you know it it as Shane Kelly stressed us after you will recall that there was one eye in the future in it, and the future now is this year, you would hope, because the, the nucleus of the team this year should be formed from, you know, the team that went so close to a minor success three years ago. Now, yeah. what happened three years ago, more often than not, has little reflection on what happens three years later, if you know what I'm trying to say. Yes, absolutely. But, um, uh, you mentioned there about the new format. I think the new format will probably suit Limerick. And why this new format hasn't been in before, I don't know. It was an anomalous situation. I cannot understand when they put the minor hurling and the um, under 20 minor hurling, minor football, and under 20, sorry, minor hurling and minor football and under 20 hurling into a round robin system. Why they left out and persisted with the knockout for, for the under 21s. I just yeah, didn't well, get it. Yeah. Well, and now, senior. And senior in now the that anomalous well. situation has been rectified. Yeah. And I think it will probably suit Limerick. It's, uh, actually, it, it, it is not exactly a round robin akin to what we have in the senior hurling championship. Or indeed, yeah. the, the, the minor and under 20 hurling championship. It's an exact replica, I think, of it the is, minor yeah. football championship. You know? And certainly the minor football la championship last year brought good tidings for Limerick. That was until the, they met Kerry in the semi-final, because we we um, we lost to Tipperary in in the first round of the Munster Championship, but then went to Clare and won, beat Waterford, and that set up a Limerick Tipperary final for Phase One for the Darrell Darcy Cup, which Limerick won. They avenged the first round defeat by Clare or by Tipperary and won the Darrell Darcy Cup. <coughs> it pitted them in the semi final against um, Kerry in Newcastle West. You know, and again, it graphically showed the disparity between the four and the, the top two. Now, I know the duopoly has been broken at minor level 
mainly by Tipperary or being challenged by Tipperary and at under 21 level. But certainly, despite having the three games, the four games in what we'll call phase one Davil Cup, you know, we were exposed when it came to the semi final against Kerry. You know, yeah. so look, at least <coughs> the minor footballers and fair credit to John Ryan and his management team, they picked up silverware. I think it's the first monster silverware that Limerick picked up since they won the Munster Minor Championship in 1956, Tom. Yeah, it's, uh, it's neither, neither today nor yesterday, yeah, that will tell you. Um, silverware. You were only there that day, I'd say, Tom, were you? I just missed out. I was like, covering another game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But ju just the point and the format change for the year ahead. And if you're uh, if you're the manager of the 20s of, in any of these counties, particularly I would say Limerick Waterford and probably player at Tipperary, depending on the year, it's a very hard sell to lads to say, we're going to play Waterford. And if we win, oh, will we go down to Cork? And sure, if we win that, well, there's no good to be if you win that, you're not going to win that. So you're guaranteeing a fella only one competitive game. You know, I know there's these other competitions that maybe don't make the headlines as much, but one game in the Munster Championship. Whereas now you can say to a fella, right, well, I'm bringing you into a panel of 30, 30 or 35. And, you know, there's going to be, we're going to play Tipperary. We're going to play Waterford. We're going to play Clare. There'll be ample opportunity to to bring you in there or, you know, whatever, whatever the sell may be, the sell is now easier to these players. And after that, then, yes, you might get to play if we were successful, you might play, you know, down in Killarney or down in Parky Cueve or you'll get to play Kerry at home. It may, it should be much more appealing to an 18 or 19 year old who may be on the fence about playing another sport or another code or college or life or work. He said, you know what? That is now worth committing to because I get this high level of coaching for six, seven months or whatever amount of months it is, get my strength conditioning and I'll also get a volume of games. That's what players want. They want games. They don't really want you know, trips around Brackheel um, in McNeville Park for five nights a week. They want to play competitive games that they can win. And this is what the games would be, you presume, next year against Waterford, Tipperary and Clare. I, Limerick would be definitely competitive in all three of those games, if not capable of winning them, you know. So I think that's the the, the positive out of that for sure. And hopefully it works well for, for all those counties. And, and obviously we'll leave our Limerick glasses on here and, and hopefully it'll work well um for Limerick. Matt you mentioned the minor success. Um look at we, we, we won't go back over it again but the Daryl Darcy Cup nice win nice win down in Mallow that was um took a late goal from um his name is escaping me Monk man from Mungus is this uh can't think of his name now that made the uh is it O'Hagan I think is his name he got the late goal there in in that game to to seal it uh, so that was uh, that was an, that was a special night for Limerick football. Absolutely, and then any time you picked up silverware, and and um, it just leads me on, Tom, to another um, momentous um, occurrence in Limerick football during the year, and that was the performance of the Masters. Yes, right. It was it was their first year grouping, you know, and fair credit fair credit to the lads, um, Joe Mulcahy and Damien Mullally and. Kimmy Stokes and the lads back there who, who, who started Lee Mulcahy, who got this thing up and running in the first year, and to to reach the uh, um, to reach the um, 
the Spirit Cup semi-finals was a fantastic achievement in the first year. Like it's a graded competition down along. There were 23 teams in it. Um, three teams qualified. They didn't qualify. Three counties didn't qualify for anything. Limerick had a good win in the first round away at Waterford. Lost narrowly to Kerry in the second round. Lost disappointingly to Leash in the third round. That was the that was the real downer as far as I'd be concerned of the campaign. Um, went to Westmeath and won. And then um, lost to both Roscommon and and um, Cork by a single point in each of them. So, but it was enough to qualify for the Spirit Cup semi-final. And um, you, you were into the big time then. And um, you, you were taking on some of the bastions of Gaelic football because... Um, Limerick took on Kildare in the semi-final and had a good win and then beat our man in the final. It was a fantastic achievement um, to the lads. Anthony McCarthy was the manager, did a fantastic job. Um, uh, you know, they prepared diligently for, for the competition. Um, they prepared like any county team, Tom. You know, yeah. and they, they, they certainly deserved what they got. And my understanding is that where uh, a competition with which we had we found rich pickings in the past in winning a couple of all Irelands, and um, we're going to be returning to the um, to the Masters hurling in 2024. So we'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, that should be great to see um, and a chance to see past stars and in, in the hurling court now, and maybe some stars we didn't know we had might emerge from the pack. I was at the I was at the the, the, the celebration night in, in the Woodlands Hotel and um like it you really have to pinch yourself when um when Kieran Carey was coming up to receive an All Ireland football medal. Yeah. Never never got his hands on an hurling one of any description. He obviously well, he got a couple of monsters, yeah. you know, but um, yeah, yeah. Such a wonderful player, like in hurling, yeah. you know, you, you know, there's there's people like him that missed out on all Ireland's and um like the five well, four of the five players that I mentioned that were at the launch the other night, they missed out on all Ireland finals as well and all Ireland um titles. Um um we say you had um Andrew Shocknessy, Massey Dowling got an all Ireland medal. Um TJ Ryan missed out, Paddy Kelly missed out, Mike Houlihan missed out. Um, I was talking about it, uh, you'll recall, last week when we were talking about the Davy Burden launch. And, um, yeah. you know, it, it's sad to see these great players that that, that never made, um, to, uh, never got a Celtic cross, which they so richly deserved. But that's for another day, Tom. It's yeah. water under the bridge now. Unfortunately, we, we, we are reflecting on 2023. Yeah, uh, staying on the football uh, trail, the club football, uh, Matt, uh, three in a row in the senior championship done by Newcastle West. Now, this was a this was a bizarre final in, in how it played out. I think Adair, I don't have the statistics, but had the, the line share possession, they probably territory as well, yet they conceded three goals that I'd say they're still pulling their hair out over how they conceded them. They gave away possession, I think, in their own half for all three of them, which is obviously in this day and age a cardinal sin, uh, in in club football and uh, and and beyond, they somehow lost it by a point. I mean, Newcastle West, congratulations to them, the first team since the mid seventies to do three in a row, which will tell you how competitive the senior football championship in Limerick has been in the last fifty years. 
uh, that you know we didn't have any club getting a full firm grip on the the Father Casey Cup until now. Um, the championship overall, Matt, we probably touched on in a previous podcast a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, a bit, bit disappointing. So, Congratulations to um, to Newcastle West. Congratulations to Jimmy Lee and wishing Jimmy the very, very best of luck on on taking on the Limerick Senior Football Team. Um, disappointing competition overall. I think what disappointed me most was we had the same four teams coming through to the uh, to to the semi-finals as we had last year, and the only threat to that that quartet of dominance was um, was provided by by Kildaimo Palace Kenry, and in fairness to them, like they, they had a very very good campaign. Um, they went out, won their first three games, bang, 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 you know, and and um, had qualified actually for the knockout stages going into the final two rounds. So their games in the final two rounds against Father Casey's and, and Newcastle West were three shots, you know. Um, but to me, they, 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 they were certainly the team that that, that lit up the championship, uh, um, for, if for no other reason, was that they threatened to dominate to, to, to gate crash the top four, yeah. Which which you know for, for, for the competition going forward is badly badly needed, Tom. And we have yeah. said it already. And um, I I certainly looking forward to Mungret coming up, and um, I I I think Mungret are going to provide a new type of challenge, and that not notwithstanding um, the disappointing performance in the monster final which we spoke about last week, um. I I I I I think Mungret are going to add something, um, something very positive to the senior football championship. But overall, you would have to say, um, a disappointing um, football championship. Um, an interesting final. Newcastle West got over the line. They made a double the week after they added the the Premier Junior A football championship, which augurs well for Newcastle West going forward. With Mungret St. Paul's, then they beat um they beat um uh, from Colour Bradford in what was a disappointing final, make you know, you you can call it what you like, but it was a disappointing final, Tom. Yeah. You know, and I think we were together at that final. And um, then you had the junior A final, which was hugely disappointing. Mungret St. Paul's had a huge win over 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 Camogue Rovers, who failed to score in the second half. And overall, I would say that it was a disappointing championship. Um, I'm certainly hugely disappointed um, with, A, the fact that for a second year in a row, and people people will probably switch off at this stage when they hear me at this, they'll say they've heard it before, so you often before. <laughs> you, you had a team pulling out <coughs> of the intermediate championship, and the same as last year. And your walkovers given a couple of walkovers. We had only one walkover in the intermediate championship last year. We had two this year. Mm. So the graph is going in the wrong direction. And uh, you had a whole raft of walkovers then in in uh, or a number of walkovers, let's say, in 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 the, in the junior championship. It raises huge questions about the integrity of these competitions, I, and I think it raises bigger questions still about the format of these competitions, and and. Um, um, I, I would certainly hope. I'm hearing that uh, there's going to be a get together and a banging of heads and um, a bit of a brainstorming session in 2024 regarding the future 
um, format of the football championships going forward. It can come soon enough, Tom. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm not being parochial here. Um, we congratulated Mona Lean on winning the Junior B hurling. Congratulations to Belly Landers on winning the Junior B football. Yeah, definitely. And if I could throw my two cents in us on, on formats and all that, there's definitely players beyond the intermediate grade, as in below the intermediate grade, that are probably good enough uh, to represent Limerick or maybe get into that conversation. But because their grades are sporadically dampened by walkovers, they're not getting the level of games needed, the volume of games. So maybe a divisional system, maybe akin to Cork, where you know a couple of divisional teams will, you know, maybe just need to aim at guys who are interested in football in the smaller clubs uh, down the grades who may never get near senior. Maybe there's there's a case to be made for divisional teams, um, you know, or, or, or certainly a pools of areas to bring guys into the senior ranks. Um, maybe what that looked like, I'm not sure, but I think there's probably merit in that going forward. Maybe even if they played at the intermediate grade, two or three clubs combined, that might help uh, the intermediate grade. But maybe I'm creating more problems than I'm solving there. But uh, anyway, that is definitely for another day. Um, Matt, if we can flip to the uh, ladies' football. Um, we were in Crow Park in, what month was it? Was it early August? I think it was, or late, early, early September. I'm trying to remember now my calendar. Heartbreak for the ladies uh, in the All-Ireland Junior Final uh, against Down. A game that you've kind of felt they had, I wouldn't say within their grasp, but certainly it was there for the taking and you felt whoever got the goal would win it. That was certainly the feeling, I think, in the press box that they down got the goal. Their subs combined, their bench, you know, came in and had a strong impact. And Limerick just couldn't couldn't find that next gear needed to, to to turn the game. And you know, after a good year, it just ends in it ends in in, in disappointment up in um, up in Crow Park. It did, it did. Disappointment in the league in the semi final, and disappointment in the championship in 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 the final, and. Um, yeah, some very, very good performances along the way. I, I think I, I I saw the two games against Down. Um, I, I saw the game against Sligo. Um, very, very good win against Sligo. You know, um, lo and behold, entering into the championship, one was wondering how Sligo and Down arrived in the junior championship. But they mm. did. And then they arrived in the same group as Limerick. And... Um, but Limerick did 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 very well to come out of the group. I think they played Kilkenny in the first round, um, which was a non-event, and um, then then they beat Kilkenny in the second round and lost to Down, which was enough to get to the semi-final, which they won when they beat Fermanagh. Like <coughs> I thought, the performance in Croke Park on the day was quite good, Tom. I think they were unlucky. I think your summation of it there. Um, that whoever was going to get the first goal was going to be in the driving seat. And unfortunately, far down, um, uh, that, that it was the, uh, sorry, fortunately, from a down point of view, it was they that got it and, and went on and won the game. Now, there's a slight change in the, um, in the league, which will be starting uh, early in the new year. Um, heretofore, um, the league was made up of four divisions. It's still going to be made up of four divisions, but up 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 to 2023, Division One, Two, and Three, compri comprised of um, eight teams, which played a full round robin. For some some inexplicable reason, 
um, Division 4 was divided into two groups. B B, yeah, 4A and 4B, yeah. That has been rectified this coming year. So Limerick will be playing seven games in, in, in the league. And believe it or not, Tom, oh, six, I believe of Mar- yeah. <laughs> six of them are at home. <laughs> Yeah. The, the the only game away is against Leitrim. So um um you know they were a real opportunity to make an imprint. Now there's new management coming in. Greg Graham Shine did a great job in his two years there, um, but just couldn't get over the line. And now we have Mike Quinlan and Sean Kylie, who are both part of, of John of um, Graham Shine's backroom team. They they have stepped up into the management role and um Mike, of course, has has been very successful as part of Graham Shine's backroom team, and also has been part of Martin O'Sullivan's backroom team with 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 Monique completing three in a row as well this year. So, um, um, he, look, that's a good bit to look forward to for the for the coming year, um, and um, you know, let's hope that they can keep the squad together because there's certainly huge potential. In, in, in that squad, I believe. Um, a lot of young players have been blooded over the last two years. And I think if they get a prolonged uh, or an extended run in the team, you know, that they're, that, that they're capable of making it at, at, at inter-county level. But it, talking about the championship, um, with a decent championship, you'd have to say. You, with, we had a decent championship, like Monique made it made it three in a row. It, it wasn't made easy for them. You know, we had with a lot of competitive games, you know, and um, St. Elby's in, in the final for the second year in a row. And um, St. Elby's had, you know, um, like they, they, they lost in the first round, St. Elby's to Ula, who the new kids on the block, you know. And um, but Ula's um, uh, did very well. They, they, they won their two games in the group stage, but then lost to Monaghan in the semi final. Ballylanders finished top of the group over Monaghan and went on to lose to St. Elby's in the semi-final. So um, that set up the final between um, Monaghan and St. Elby's, which St. Elby's won. But I think the performance of the year, um, Tom, when we're talking about ladies' football, has to be the performance of Galtie Gales. From junior champions in 2022 to intermediate champions in 2023. Yeah. And this is a club that fielded an adult team for the first time in 2015. So it's some way to have come from 2015, from a junior B team in 2015, to a senior championship team in 2024. It's a phenomenal rise, a phenomenal achievement. So that to me would be one of the highlights, my highlights, for ladies football in 2024. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's one that maybe people wouldn't wouldn't have had under radars, but credit to them. And I know in, in their semi final, even they were to go to extra time, and they obviously showed they showed good powers of recovery there over Munger to get to the final, and then had that success, which now puts them in senior. So, Artis, congratulations to Galtigues, and we'll see. If I, they can I, do- saw him in, I saw them in the 2022 junior junior A final, Tom, and. Um, the performance they put on that day, I said to myself, these are going to be no pushover at intermediate level. They'll be doing the pushing over. They're in his management team up there. They did a great job. And yeah. um, they, they steered them through choppy waters. They, 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 
They only drew in the first round against St. Bridget's, had a huge win over Father Cases in the second round. And then we had that marathon with Munglet. Yeah. Like, because level the first day, um, weather wouldn't permit extra time. And then it went to extra time the second day. And they came out yeah. on top. Yeah. And even in extra time, they were under serious pressure. I think Munglet went to goal ahead and uh, they dug it out. So there's obviously something in the water out uh, in that part of Limerick. Uh, so congratulations to them. Uh, Mass, if we can flip now, uh, last but not least, I suppose, on the, the general sport, uh, it would be Camogie. Um, Inter-county level, Camogie, I, was I wasn't at all the games this year. I won't, I won't, uh, I won't uh, say that, but the few I was at, I was a little bit disappointed. There seemed to be seemed to be something amiss with the Limerick senior Camogie team this year, and I, I don't mean I'm not having a go at anyone with that, but it just seemed to be that exuberance maybe that's needed at, at the county level and there was some good players on show and some good shining lights but it just wasn't clicking as a team and their struggle for results i think it, they needed that win over athlete to stay in the league stay in what is effectively the second tier and then afterwards in the championship it, it didn't really go to plan either so hopefully 2024 is a, a brighter one but 2023 not a vintage year for limer camogie uh, on the inter-county front i think it's fair to say well yeah um, I saw a number of the games, including the championship game against Waterford, and um, I saw the make or break league game against Offaly. Um, there are two make or break league games with Offaly, or uh, make or break games with Offaly, one in the league and one in the championship. They won both of them, they had a huge win in the one that um preserved their championship status, massive win. Um, uh, I, I look. I put down that erratic forum, like you know, uh, the injury to Rebecca De Lee and the loss of Rebecca De Lee was absolutely huge. <coughs> and we got a clear taste of why it was huge, was with her performance in the county final, which was absolutely fantastic. Mm. Now there are three others who opted for football. Roshin Ambrose, who was the captain of the football team, has 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 been opted for football for the last two years. And you had um, Debbie Murphy and, and Cameron O'Leary. And we were talking about you're talking about players that in my view in the county final, absolutely superb. Absolutely superb now. Roshin Ambrose got six points in the county final all from play. You know. And I, I just wonder, and I, I, I don't know what the girls are going to do for the coming year. Are they, are they going to try and marry the two, or are they going to opt one way or the other? Um, but um, you know, if, 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 if you could get a full complement of players on board, you know, I, I, I think Limerick would have a really, really good chance, really mm. good chance of making it to one end the champ in the in the league anyway. You know. That's um, the first. That has to be the first day, Matt, doesn't it? Get back to the top table in the league. I think that, that has to be the first. Uh, that has to be the first objective. You know, if you're if you're to move up along the ladder, and um, now it's a complete change behind the scenes. Um, John John Lillis has, has two years. Um, after he's gone, and um, certainly um, he he steered them through a difficult a difficult period in in twenty twenty three. Full credit. For it, um, like they were staring relegation from the league, um, when they came up against Offaly in 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 McNeville Park, 
they were scary against relegation in the championship when they came up against Offaly and Burr. Yeah. You know, and they, they, they got over both days and the, the championship far more convincing. Sure, they, they actually ran away with the, the, the game again in, in the championship. Now, it was a tight game in, 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 in the um, in the league in, in, in Newcastle or in McNeville Park. But, um, yeah, look, I uh, Joe Quaid is back. Um, I, I saw it firsthand how, how Joe Quaid works. Um, it wasn't by accident that he was involved in 2014. Um, and 2014 is the year that we won the All-Ireland Intermediate Championship, the All-Ireland Minor A Championship, um, which is the, the, the main one in, in minor, and, and um, the Premier Junior Championship. Like three All-Irelands in, in, in one year. Like, And mind you, just something at the time, Tom, that slipped under the radar. Mm. To a certain degree, I wasn't prepared to let it slip under the radar for my little bit, but um, and it's something I keep bringing up. But Joe Quaid oversaw structures in those days, and I, I, I would be very, very hopeful that that he can replicate it because um, it, it, it will it will need all the uh, you know everybody will have to be on the one hymn sheet. You know, if if we are to climb up the Camogie ladder. Now, David Didi has been in charge of the junior team. And um, they again needed um, that win over Offaly in the league. And they got to the semi-final. Oh, they beat Offaly in the championship. They beat Mayo in the championship. And they were beaten in the All-Ireland semi-final with Roscommon. You yeah. know, so um, uh, there, there, there's, there is a prospect there of... of, of, of of um, he certainly introduced a lot of players into county, and um, you know, and um, they, they 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 will benefit from it coming up now for a second year, and and David is on board again for the coming year. But I, I think the highlight for me for Camogie in 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 twenty twenty four had to be our minor team, um, who reached the All Ireland Shield final. Now, what is the All Ireland Shield final? You might say. The All-Ireland Shield, it was the A final. Um, the A Camogie is divided into the Cup and the Shield with the six strongest teams in the Cup and the next six um, uh, strongest teams um, the in the Shield. Had we won it, we would be deemed to be the seventh best team in the, in, in, in the country. And we reached the final after a marathon, after a marathon campaign and an absolutely tremendous um semi-final victory over over um Clare and Clanmel of all places. Now we, we had played Clare twice. I saw both games. They were involved in a great game in Kilmallock and um reached the final only to be beaten by Antrim, which which was a disappointment. And and um anytime you're beaten beaten in a final is in particularly I suppose it goes without saying it's a disappointment. But the fact that they got there and I saw it firsthand you know, the work that Paul Neenan and Tony Dunn and the management team were putting into it um, was hugely, hugely encouraging. And to get to the final, um, Tom, um, they, they were only getting what they deserved for the amount of work that they put into it. So that to me was the highlight of the year, getting to getting to the All-Ireland final. I suppose another highlight, and it's, it went a bit under the radar, was Limerick, for the first time ever, won the Munster Under-16 Camogie Championship, a historic first. So, like, mm. you know, all the metrics at underage 
you know, are, are pointing in a very positive direction. So we would be hoping to see the players from those 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 two teams that are on the 16 team of this year and the minor team of this year and the minor team of 2024. We would be hope to see them, some of those feeding into the senior um, into the senior championship before too long. Now, looking at the club championship, um, um, Newcastle West, you would have to say were convincing winners, very very convincing winners in the final. Now, Kilidi had a very good win over a hand in the semi-final and knocked, knocked out the champions. And like heading to Valley Grand for the final, they were, in, they were entitled to have high hopes. Um, but, but Newcastle West, who missed out last year, you know, really, really came with a mission. Um, uh, they ticked all the boxes on the day and uh, and were worthy winners of, of, of the, the championship. And, you know, well, it was so disappointing that the way that they lost out to Sarsfields in the um, in the Monster Championship, Monster Semi-Final, and um, then at intermediate level you had Mona Leon, and they they um, after missing out in the semi, they were beaten in the semi-final by Adair last year. They had been beaten in the county final in 2021 by Capamore. And um, yeah. they, 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 they were back in the final this year. And um, really the only club that laid a glove on them during the year in the Limerick Championship was was, was um, Galbally, who beat them in the second round. And, of course, Galbally, um, you know, they, they were junior champions last year and uh, junior A champions. So um, it, it was a good year for Monolene. Um, they're up senior. There will be an addition to senior. There's a restructured senior championship next year where there's going to be eight teams, uh, four and a four. It will be very, very interesting. Um, uh, as you know, two clubs were relegated this year, um, Capamore, and very surprisingly, you know, the Queens of Limerick, Camogie, Granabell and Gary, you know, and it's a case of how the mighty have fallen. Uh, the mm -hmm. fact that Granabell and Gary... Are, are um will be playing in intermediate camogie next year but you know it it has happened it's not too long ago about 10 years ago um Bally Grand won the the the, the um, county senior final and they're now competing at junior level and um uh, so look it it overall it 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 was um it it was a good year uh, i'd say for club camogie in Limerick um like you know, you had Monlin narrowly beaten by or sorry, Monaghan narrowly beaten by um um Glenmeyer, um Newcastle West, desperate heartbreakingly beaten by by Sarsfields. <coughs> so it, it it augurs well on, on, on that front as well. So um yeah, look at it, it. It overall, I would say that it, it was a very, very satisfactory year for Camogie in in yeah. in Limerick. Yeah, and and as just said at the outset, there hopefully Joe Quaid now can, I guess, knit it all together for the the senior team, and 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 will have um, you know, a step or two forward in twenty twenty four with that team. You know, I, I I should have said that I omitted to say it. Like we had the emergence of Patrick's well. Um, they, 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 they won the, the junior A Camogie Championship. They beat um, Black Rock Effen, who were appearing in the final for a second year in a row and have lost sport. Now, about, about um, 
Patrick Swellis that the team um, contained one of the best um, uh, Komogi players that we produced in this county over, over the last 10 or 15 years in Sarah Carey, who gave yeah. tremendous service <coughs> to Granny Bella Gary for many years, the daughter of Tom, sorry, the daughter of Kieran, yeah. and um, um, she she um, she went back to her native Patrick's well this year and um, hel- helped them to make a breakthrough, and they, they will be seeing it intermediate uh, championship level next year. Yeah, alongside Granny Bella and Gary, so... <laughs> You know who you know who's going to be drawn together for the first round. <laughs> kind of Allegari versus Patrick Swell is a fair possibility of it. So it's written in the stars, Tom. Written in the stars, as I say. Yeah, uh, Matt, I think that's that's about it for for what we've covered in the Mercier this year. And I, no, I, 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 you know, last week, um, Tom, we 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 had the announcement of uh, an extraordinary uh, piece of gen- generosity on the part of JP McManus. Yes, um, who has donated 1 million euros to all 32 counties in Ireland. It's a phenomenal act of generosity and um, it, it, it um, it's typical of the man and the love he has of the game and it, 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 it um, the conditions attached to it make it all the more attractive and all the more honourable in that it, it's to be distributed evenly between the clubs co- co- covering hurling football, ladies football and camogie at grassroots level. And um, it, it, it is the doing of somebody that knows exactly how how the system works, how the, how the GAA can prosper because it's pitched directly at the grassroots. Yeah, and, where he um, comes, he's come from himself, of course, you know. South Liberties man, you know, this was he chairman of South Liberties going back uh, any moons ago? Certainly an officer of South Liberties, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. I remember yeah. back in the day representing South Liberties at the county board. Yeah. So he's not, you know, he's obviously a multimillionaire, but he's not someone like, you know, we see in, in, in the sport. We also follow the two of us in soccer. He's not just coming in and splashing money about. He's decided I'm sending this to the grassroots for every club. The length and breadth of Ireland to grow the game in their little community, their big community, their parish, their village, their town, their whatever it is. And I think uh, I think every club in Ireland should be thankful of that. I mean, it'll probably break down. I don't know the exact figure in Limerick, but it should probably break down around ten thousand for, for each club thereabout. And tell you, it's a, it's just a phenomenal act of of of, of generosity, and um, you know, um, absolutely phenomenal, and certainly. Um, you know the way it is structured. You know it is it is it is coming from somebody, uh, coming from a man that knows exactly what the GA is all about. Yeah, yeah, and uh, who knows? JP might uh, get the five in a row, uh, which I'm sure is something that it will really, really motivate him uh, uh, this year. Or really not motivate him, but really excite him this year, as it will all Limerick GA supporters. Uh, Matt, I think we've covered it there now. I, I, I've forgotten about JP's generosity, but uh, we'll definitely not forget about it going forward. But I think that covers it. I know I've only been uh, in temporary situ, I suppose, since uh, Jack uh, uh, vacated the position for Pastures New earlier in the year. But I suppose on behalf of uh, everyone at Sporting Limerick and our contributors and RAF in the background and obviously yourself, we should wish everyone 
a very happy Christmas. Um, if we don't see you at a match in the near future, we shall see you early in 2024. And I hope everyone has a very enjoyable Christmas and indeed prosperous new year. I'm sure you're going to echo that for me, Matt. Yeah, I'm certainly going to echo it, and I'm, I echo it down under to Jack when when he's um, well, wherever he is. But I'm sure he tunes into us. I know he tunes into us every week, and um, mind you, tunes in critically of us, you know, um, which which I would expect. So, um, Jack, wherever you are in the world, and I know you're down in Australia somewhere, and your good partner, um, have have an absolutely wonderful Christmas. We miss you here in Ireland. Um, but um, uh, look to everybody, and like it's it's so heartening. Um, just going around the county, the number of people that interact with me, anyway, probably the same with you, Tom, and it used to be the same with Jack about treaty talk. And um, it's wonderful that people are tuning in, and some people tuning in every week. And um, they, uh, I had somebody in earlier this evening here, and um, that could give me chapter and verse just before I came on here. <laughs> about what we had about two weeks ago so um it's 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 great keep on keep keep on listening we'll, we'll keep coming out and you know yeah. a lot of you is probably saying he's talking trash most of the time but sure look trash it in the worst either happy christmas everybody yeah exactly and i'm sure we'll have some uh some good special guests in the year, early in the new year as we gear up for uh, 2024 across the different codes. I must say as well, we're also here in association with Knowles Menswear. Uh, do check them out uh, before or indeed after Christmas for the very best of offer in menswear across the city and county. So that's it. Thank you very much. Slanga full. The impression again we get all with what you put into is like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well done, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about him. They made all the run, that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody.